Hello, this is Mark Miller, and you're listening to Sick Jokes, the newly created podcast home, pod being home. It's a new thing. It's a new area. It's a new era. We're on Podbean now uh, with all of my ideas under the umbrella of Sick Jokes, um, which you're about to listen to is a show called A Very Special Episode. This is where we take transcripts of old television shows and we do live readings in front of a live audience. That's what makes it live. And I add in some extra commentary and thoughts and things. Um, I get actors, comedians, improvisers that I know to fill in the parts and I um, make their lives miserable as they read it with extra little sound clips and stuff. It's very much like uh, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 mixed with, uh, what was that one? Uh, Fire Sign Theater. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, we certainly had a lot of fun uh, creating it for you. Um, this is a Golden Girls episode. So, I think I explained it pretty good at the actual live recording of it, so I'm not going to say much more else about it. I'm just going to throw it over to the live studio recording. You're listening to Sick Jumps. Sick jokes. Sick jokes. Sick jokes. Oh, let me start the, um, sick jokes. Alright, welcome to a very special episode. This is the theme. This is the theme because I wrote this song Like this, you gotta do something cool with it, right? transcribe the entire daggone thing because contrary to what you may believe you can't just find like a website that has the stuff written out there are scripts available but none of but only for like the the bad episodes meaning the episodes that are not bad like these (laughs) ones so uh it's a very special episode i try and take the episodes that are very special that that take some sort of current issue and like cram it into a sitcom situation where it probably doesn't belong. Uh, this is uh okay. Let's get sentimental. It's, I've been doing this for a year now, so this is the this is the eighth one. Uh, if you'll do the math, you'll realize that it doesn't happen every month. We try and make it happen every month, but sometimes shit happens, you know, and uh, you need a break, you know, like. Like regular TV, you gotta have an off season. 
Uh, we don't do reruns yet, but maybe we will uh, after we get a few more under our belt. Um, so tonight is Golden Girls, and um, I wanted to share a few stories about some interactions that I've had with uh, old ladies. As I was as I was at FedEx printing out the scripts today, this old lady came up to me and she was very confused and she said. She says, hey, can you, do you know how to program a GPS? Can you help me program this GPS? So I like worked with her for like a good, I don't know, five or ten minutes, trying to help her program this GPS. Couldn't get it done. Felt horrible. Alright, so I'll tell you, that's not a very good story. But, last summer, similar thing, I'm at Bell's Point. There's this confused old lady. She's, she's like, She's like, hey, do you know what bodily water that is out there? I'm like, I don't know, I think it's the Chesapeake Bay. Do you know what this building over there was used for? I don't know. Uh, I just started like making up answers, just trying to be helpful. Because I figured there's this old senile lady who's trying to save money on a tour by just asking people questions. So I'm just making, I'm not making this up, and I'm trying, I'm doing my best to try to help. To be a helpful young lad to this old lady. Suddenly, she drops the bomb. She's like, she's like, okay, well, I'm actually with the Baltimore Historical Society. I'm trying to figure out how much people know about Baltimore City. And I'm like, oh, okay, how to do? Not very good. <laughs> so then I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, lady. I'm not even from here. I don't know shit. Whose fault is it? Not mine. It's your fault. <laughs> All right? Here's the thing. I'm cool with old people that are, like, confused and need help. I'll help them. I'm cool with old people that are like, I know a lot of things. I'm going to educate you. But if you come at me being weird, crazy, senile, I don't know things, and then you flip the script into turn into know-it-all old person, fuck you. This misrepresentation is not fair. Because if I don't know something, it's your fault for not teaching me. I, I don't just, when you move to Baltimore, they don't just like put a chip in your head and be like, here, now you know everything about the harbor. No. Hey, quiz me on the Appalachian Mountains, where I grew up. I'll tell you all kinds of shit. Didn't grow up here. Anyways, this, that's the point. Okay, old people. They're awesome, but sometimes they suck. So this is Gold Girls. This is about some really awesome old ladies. Uh, we got some great people that are going to bring to life. I'm going to shut up now and let them. All right, let's bring them on. Alright, I need a little help from the audience, and I realize that asking a bunch of white people to clap at the same time on the same beat at the same time with the same beat can be a little difficult, but work with me, people. You ready? Or snap. There we go. Thank you for being a friend Traveling down the road and back again All is true through the power to come to God And if you threw a party And invited everyone to do You would see that the biggest hit would be from me And the card attached would say that you'll be a friend of mine. 
the exterior of the beautiful uh, Florida home. Uh, the Arthur, a.k.a. Dorothy, enters at the peak of an old lady rant. What an idiot. Of all the lay brain moronic dopes, if I ever wanted to reach through the phone and strangle somebody... <laughs> It's this caterer that I hired from a Save the Wetlands banquet. He's a week late with the menu, and now he tells me that he's going to serve wild duck and crayfish. They come from the wetlands. It's like holding a Save the Wheels function on a Japanese trawler. Is there an open bar? No, Ma. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Nobody cares. Do you realize what would happen if there were not swamps? Yeah, the Jersey wouldn't have a smell of it. <laughs> I just say it over my head. I need what with the banquet, press releases, petitions to be signed. Ma, what am I gonna do? I'll kill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blair, that's sweet. But honey, aren't your hands tied with all the work you're doing for you? <laughs> I know I'm not always the first one to volunteer, but I happen to have an affection for bayous. Matter of fact, I became a woman there. I thought you lost it in the hot air balloon. I thought you lost it at a pancake breakfast. I thought becoming a woman had something to do with a different, you know, thing. <laughs> what? Well, those don't count. I mean, well, they did at the time. This is the definitive. Where I lost my virginity story. Oh, you meant periods, Mark, is that right? Yeah, that's what I was going to The edgy P word for women. It's really so nice of you to share something so personal with us, Blanche. In the bayou, you slut. You're here, that's good. I'm absolutely snowed under with this wetlands thing. And as usual, I know I can count on you. I'm sorry, Elsie. What? Oh, Rose, you always help out with these things. You're not you're involved in all the charities. You sent a contribution to save the rich. I have charity work burnout, Dorothy. In the last three months, I've helped with so many raffles and banquets and car washes and bake sales. I have to draw the line. Well, I guess I'll manage somehow. We now see Betty White intensely studying a letter as her jaw drops in disbelief. What is it, Rose? Is something wrong? I'm not sure. St. Luke's Hospital wants me to come in for some kind of test. That's where I had my gallbladder out six years ago. Can I see it, Rose? They throw organs out after surgery. The letter, Rose! She hands the letter over. It seems you had a transfusion while you were there. The hospital thinks the blood may have contained HIV. HIV antibodies? HIV? Wait a minute, you're talking about. Well, this has to be some kind of mistake. No panic. It's just a possibility. This is a precaution. Well, what do I do? 
We just call up the hospital and make an appointment. Everything will be fine. You think so? Why, I'm sure of it. Nobody knows about AIDS tests. Spoiler alert. Now, let's plan Dorothy's fundraiser. Hey. I know what would be fun. Uh, Blanche, we're gonna try to raise all the money in one night. I know. <laughs> that was the wrong noise. Anyways, um, this next scene is in the living room. They have some amazing furniture, it's made of bamboo, old lady stuff. Uh, yes, but this is a very Yes, yes, I understand. Oh boy, some people. What is it, Blanche? Oh, Dorothy, nobody gives a damn about this save the wetlands thing. I sat in that booth of ours at the mall for three hours, and not one soul came by and asked for information. What we need is some kind of swamp gimmick, like, guess how many leeches are in the jar? <laughs> I don't think so much. All right, all right. Then how about a celebrity auction? Hey, you can buy a celebrity, celebrity an auction. I'd be showering every morning with Trini Lopez. Ma, I didn't know you liked Trini Lopez. I don't. But who else can I afford on a fixed income? (laughs) (laughs) You don't understand. A celebrity auction is where famous people donate personal items to bid on for charities. Well, that's a great idea, Blanche, but it's a little late. I mean, how are we going to find celebrities to donate stuff and donate it fast? Well, I can pull some strings. <laughs> it so happens that I know some famous people. Really? Who? Well, I don't want to divulge his name, but I'll give you a clue. I know what the F stands for in William F. Buckley. Just then, Ruth bursts into the room. Someone want to drive me to the hospital? (laughs) (laughs) Your appointment isn't for another three hours. Well, I'd like to get there early. But if you don't want to take me, I'll go without you. I might as well get used to being by myself. I'd drive you, but they take (laughs) me Well, usually I had a cup of bleach. 
The three walk. Alright, so the next scene's in the hospital. And the three walk into the hospital like Charlie's Angels on a mission. In the waiting room, we see the guy from the Tums commercial who can't believe he ate the whole thing. Rose approaches the receptionist. Can I help you? I think so. I have a two o'clock appointment for an AIDS blood test. <laughs> My name is. Uh, well, it's. Well, you know, we encourage anonymity. You know, you don't know who you are, you don't want to be somebody. So if you'd like to give us a fictitious name for our files. Oh, that'd be great. Dorothy's Bornak. <laughs> Fine. We'll call you and you'll be seeing a counselor and then a doctor. Meanwhile, just take a seat, Miss Bornak. Dorothy's Bornak. Z B O. Let's go, Dorothy. <laughs> All right, I was gonna put something in there, but I didn't have time. That's what I put. Boy, this is creepy. I mean, fake names? Well, honey, it makes sense. People who test positive have trouble getting insurance. Jobs. It's terrible. Not anymore. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Thanks for comforting me, Blanche. Well, the whole process is terrible. I wish it were over. It will be soon. I haven't been this scared since 1952, when St. Olaf's most active volcano threatened to erupt. Well, luckily, there were some druid priests who were in town for the opening of Stonehenge land. They said they could stop it if they could sacrifice the town's dumbest virgin. I don't know why I raised my hand. It must have just been the excitement of the moment. But they said the only way to prevent the eruption was for me to crawl through their legs up the volcano. Well, they gave me my birthday wax. Well, and you're not going to believe this. It turns out they weren't Druid priests at all. Just a bunch of shriners looking for a good time. That was all right. That was the wrong record. All right. <laughs> hey, this is Mark in present time. That the record scratch you heard just now was the correct record scratch sound. Uh, but the, it, this was just it just created an awkward edit. So I just I wanted to just jump in and just say some nonsense, and then we'll just jump right back in right now. Come here, honey. We need to talk. What is it, Blanche? This is the kind of thing I tend to keep to myself, but I want you to know I got tested once, too. So, I know what you're going through. What did you do? Well, I just had the test, and then I had this long talk with myself about being with so little man. And now... When I'm with a man, I know his complete history, and we take all the necessary precautions. 
just want you to know, I, I understand. This isn't an easy time. But she is, am I right? <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Blanche. We're, we're playing a little fast and loose. This is a... I said a Mrs. Spornak. Dorothy Spornak? Rose! Well, this is it. All right, darling. Come on. I'll go with you. Estelle Getty now enters. A.K.A. Sophia. The old lady. Dorothy. Ah, where you been? I always think it's a nice, you know, when you're in a hospital, to walk around and cheer people up. Ah, oh, that's nice, Ma. So after I had my prescription filled, I went into geriatrics and sang, Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> what a tough crowd. They threw jello at me, and it wasn't even the kind I like. It was the orange. Nobody eats that crap. Yeah, I, I like orange. Well, I don't. <laughs> if you can call them throwing, what are you reading? This pamphlet on AIDS and teenagers. This awkwardly placed message to the audience. It's really so discouraging. Parents don't talk to their kids about sex. I mean, this is so important. You'd think they could get over their embarrassment. <laughs> Lucky I got over an embarrassment of having you. Anyway, the same. What do I have to lose? I'm dying in probably two years. I don't care what I say anymore. Thank God I was one of those progressive parents. I was amazed at all. Thank God. I was amazed at all those technical terms you used. You told me never to let a boy touch me, you know where. And you, s and you spelled where. Well, maybe I used to be an old-fashioned prude, but times have changed. So, when I was at the pharmacy, I bought you some condoms. They're probably going to dry out. Your boyfriend is supposed to put them, you know, W-H-E-R-E. So now they're in the exam room, and uh, Blanche is giving Rose a pep talk. Having a heart to heart. I'll, I'll spare you the, the sound. You know what it sounds like, though. All right, I'll, I'll play the sound. <laughs> Doctor enters in a solemn and oblivious mood. <laughs> well? Well, the good news is you appear to be in fine physical shape. Uh, do you have any more questions? 
course. Do I have it? Oh, well, we'll have the results when you come back in three days. Three days? Well, what are you talking about? When I go to a hospital for an AIDS test, I expect to find out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish it was faster. It takes us that long to be sure I thought you knew. I don't know anything! So I didn't know this! And her super supportive slut of a roommate who's been through it before didn't even bother to tell her either. I mean, like, that's something that you probably could have said, you know, at the top of page 12. In script, you could have said, Rose, check it out. You're not going to find oh, out Oh, yeah, you'll be fine, honey. First, you guys, give me that transfusion, and now you tell me this. Oh, honey, I guess there's really not much else, not much else you can do. Well, sure there is. There's plenty I can do, like sit around the house for the next 72 hours, scared to death that he's gone, going to tell me something I have that's going to Mark again. If I had a sponsor, this is where I would talk about them. Uh, but I don't have a sponsor. So hey, if you're out there and you want to sponsor the, this show, uh, get in touch. Let's do it. But since I don't have a sponsor, I'm just going to tell you, uh, we're at the midway point. We're halfway through. So lots more to come. Right now. start in from, uh, from our commercial break. Uh, Dorothy is yelling at someone on the phone again. Blanche and Dorothy are in their house coats and nightgowns, but Sophia is fully dressed. Rose is not on screen. What do you mean you're canceled? Is there anything I can say to change your mind? I understand. Yeah, goodbye. Swell! Now I don't have a band for the banquet. What happened? Oh, they decided to play at the free Noriego benefit. Blanche flashes a look of concern, then confusion, followed by acceptance. Just then, Rose bursts in. Hi, girls! Rose, what were you doing out so early this morning? Well, I couldn't sleep, so I went for a spin last night to Alabama. Blanche, do you know at a truck stop in Tuscaloosa, they have an egg dish named after you? <laughs> oh, really? How are they prepared? Oh, my easy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, everyone listen to Sophia in shock. Most likely because they can't believe her wits are still that sharp at her age. <laughs> or because they couldn't possibly still be surprised. I mean, I don't know how to write words. <laughs> Anyways, it's either because... I don't know. 
Oh, because they couldn't possibly still be surprised by her cervix. I mean, three years. <laughs> oh, one already. Everyone looks at Sophia in shock. Mostly because they can't believe her wits are still at sharp at her age. Because they couldn't possibly still be surprised by her acerbic attitude anymore. It's very important that I read that line because I, I googled acerbic to make sure I was using it properly. <laughs> Rose, you okay? I'm fine. I've never been better. In fact, I'm so fine, I've decided not even to get my results. Oh, now, Rose. Oh, would you look at all this stuff for the celebrity auction? Linda Evans' compact? Now, look, Rose. What about that dress Jamie Barr promised us for No, it hasn't come yet. But he promised! Honey, we have a lot of other stuff, and it's going to be all okay. No, it's not. He let you down. Well, I'm not surprised. You couldn't trust Cleaner on guard duty, and you can't trust him now. Rose, take it easy. Oh, I'm the one who's supposed to take it easy when the cleaners of the world are kicking us in the teeth. Rose, you're hysterical. Hold on a sec. I've seen this in the movies. I think I know what to do. How could he do this? Sophia is now on her feet, standing between Dorothy and Rose. What is wrong with the man? Sophia slaps Dorothy and then strikes an intense pose of tough love as daughter gives her a condescending look. Ah, you've almost got this in. I think we're all under a little stress here. Now, I have an idea. How about lunch in a movie? My treat. Why not? I have another 52 hours to kill. With that, Blanche and Rose exit as Dorothy and Sophia remain to debrief on the situation. Oh, this is rough. I feel terrible. Yeah, I feel really guilty. Jamie Flores dress did come. I just remember where I put it. Where? How do I look? <laughs> so the next scene begins with Dorothy on the beautiful wicker sofa. <laughs> As Sophia waddles in from the bathroom, Dorothy seems surprised. Ma, what were you doing in my bathroom for the last two hours? The hokey pokey. What do you think I was doing? But why were you using my bathroom? Uh, there's something wrong with mine. What? Uh, Rose used it. Ma! <laughs> <laughs> that is just ignorant paranoia! Hey, I'm making progress. Yesterday, I was using the bathroom down at the Shell Station. <laughs> Just then, Blanche waltzes in from the kitchen. <laughs> Why is there an R on some of our coffee cups? Uh, R for regular. Like ones that's for decafs. I don't believe you. Look, all right, look, everybody, picture this. I know, unintentionally, I know, intellectually and unintentionally. 
But there is no way that I could catch it. But now that it's so close to home, it's scary. Well, Sophia, I'm afraid you're just gonna have to get over that. I'll try. I'll try. I'm not usually like this. I mean, hey, I've been using Dorothy's toothbrush, toothbrush for months. <laughs> the next scene begins with Rose pensively sipping from a blank coffee mug. Uh, she sits alone at the kitchen table until Blanche enters. Oh, hi, Rose. What's going on? Well, I'm just sitting here kicking myself for not taking care of my gallbladder. Hold on, how do you even do that? <laughs> and for going to that hospital for that operation and for... Giving me blood without asking first. Oh, excuse me, are you sure this blood doesn't have AIDS? I'm allergic to AIDS. Uh, oh, honey, take it easy. Why does everyone keep saying that? I don't feel like taking it easy. I might have AIDS, and it scares the hell out of me. And yet, every time I open my mouth to talk about it, someone says, there, there, Rose, take it easy. Sorry, honey. Seems that someone doesn't know the meaning of being a pal and a confidant. <laughs> Why me, Blanche? I'm tired of trying to pretend like I feel okay so that you won't say take it easy. And I'm tired of you saying take it easy because you're afraid I'm going to fall apart. Damn it! Why is this happening to me? I mean, this isn't supposed to happen to people like me. Jeez, Blanche, you must have gone to bed with... Hundreds of guys! All I had was one innocent operation! Hey! Now wait a minute! They take this convo to the living room now. Are you saying this should be me and not you? Yep. <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Pretty sure everyone else is thinking it, though. I'm just saying that I'm a good person! Blanche scoffs and makes a face like she just got turned down for a threesome by Abe Vigoda. Uh, <laughs> Hell, I'm a goody two-shoes. Except for that near orgy you had with the Shriners. Uh, AIDS is not a bad person's disease. It is not God punishing people for their sins. <laughs> <laughs> There's an awkward pause. You're right, Blanche. Well, you're damn straight on right. I'm sorry I yielded you. Oh, don't apologize. I mean, this is what I want. Someone who's been down the road and back again, as well as around the block a few times. God, this waiting is driving me crazy. Blanche, when you were tested, how did you make it through? Besides screwing? Well, I just kept it to myself and acted like a real bitch to everyone else. Well, no wonder we never knew. <laughs> the scene ends with a slow burn scowl from Blanche, and I might add, uh, let's get very special here on Very Special. Uh, screwing is not a good way to pass the time while waiting on the results of an AIDS test. Says you. Kind of irresponsible. I would advise against it. 
Anyways, the next scene opens with Dorothy, Sophia, and Blanche at the kitchen table drinking more coffee. Again, they drink a lot of coffee. Um, which, let me tell you something, I, I did research this. A good way to take care of your gallbladder is to not drink too much coffee. Anyways. Last three days have been killing Rose. What she needs from us are calm hands. And that's what she'll get. As long as the coffee keeps flowing. <laughs> oh gosh, she gave me an art cup. Ma, will you stop that? Here. Dorothy frustratingly switches cups with her persnickety mother. Listen, we're the only family Rose has here, so we have to help her through she needs as many pals and confidants as possible. <laughs> right. Sure. So, here's to Rose. Whatever happens, whatever those tests show, we're here for her. As they raise their coffee mugs to toast, Sophia has a tender moment. Dorothy, give me that. They switch back mugs so that Sophia now holds the R mug. so much She'd like for us to believe that it's because she wants to prove she's not scared, but the real truth is that she just remembered that she'd already spiked her mug with Stoli's vanilla. <laughs> and ain't nobody want to lose a delicious Stoli drink. Why not visit the bar after the show and try one for yourself? Tonight's special is the, uh, what is it? The Moscow Mule. This show is brought to you uh, in part by uh, Stolas <laughs> Vodka. So please have some. That's not even. I'm serious. <laughs> the final act begins with Rose lying on the back patio, gazing at the stars and pining about how she never got to move to Cleveland or be in a Super Bowl commercial or host a prank show. As she resigns herself to her fate, Dorothy wanders into the scene. Oh, Rose, excuse me. I didn't know you were out here. It's okay, Dorothy. I was just praying, trying to put in a good word for tomorrow. What are you doing? Oh, just working on this stupid flyer for my stupid banquet. It's not important. Oh, sure it is. It's okay, Rose. No, it is. Yeah, it's a very compelling B storyline that was almost as very special for the time as was Rose's predicaments. We really need to preserve the wetlands, guys. What's the matter? I've rewritten this thing four times, and the most persuasive slogan I can come up with is Save our swamps. No, really. We need it. I like it. This is the moment that plants Betty White into the minds of future hipsters as a role model for anti-humor. Oh, please. No, I don't like it. It sounds like I'm selling mosquitoes, Rose. To bozos in clown clothes with overgrown toes. I mean, not that they don't serve a purpose. All life is precious. Slap sound. Sit in post. <laughs> Dorothy swats a mosquito. You know, if she needs something persuasive, she should have turned to Blanche. Sexy noise. Talk about wetlands, I'm right. Uh, <laughs> I care about our wetlands. I just wish they were more glamorous. I mean, I'm trying to save something that you can't go into without wearing hip boots. 
some might chuckle, but I think what you're doing is important. I mean, people laughed at me back in St. Olaf when I spearheaded the drive to get our very own missile silo. Oh, sure. Some gloomy gussers mu gusses muttered about the plutonium. But I felt that if we could make our sleepy little hamlet into a first strike target, then it might help tourism. You know, it sounds like we both might have a little bit of trouble with groups. <laughs> Maybe so. You know, in school, I actually joined the math club so that I could meet guys. <laughs> oh, I could beat that. I joined the 4-H club so I could be hip. Okay, look, to be fair, in some parts of the country, 4-H is a pretty hip thing to do. Uh, it opens a lot of opportunities for youth development, not only for agricultural purposes, but also for citizenship, leadership, and technology education, just to name a few. Uh, don't laugh, I'm serious. I wouldn't be where I am today without uh, the West Virginia 4-H program, so how how to that? Inside you. The Alamo Ray Fan Club. <laughs> I can beat that too. No, I can't. That's pretty bad. <laughs> As these two dorks take a moment to regain their composure, let's explore the career of Aldo Ray. Okay, well, I'll be honest. I didn't have the time to devote to this that I would have liked to, but suffice to say, Aldo Ray had a pretty good career and was known as a bit of a tough guy hunk in his day. So there's really no shame in a woman of Dorothy's age having been a major fan of his work. That felt good. <laughs> it's been a bad week. It'll get better. Everything gets better when you've got Stolies and an Aldo Ray movie marathon. <laughs> See you around after the show, guys. Just kidding. Uh, but only about the movie marathon. You should actually have some drinks. Okay, so uh, come in. <laughs> Final scene. Our next stand final scene finds the whole gang of Golden Girls in the patient lounge of the hospital, eagerly awaiting the results of the test. It's weird. I wanted those three days to be over, but now that we're here, I kind of feel like I want some of it back. That's the w same way I felt after watching the Mary Tyler Moore reunion show. Oh! oh. I mean... <laughs> Sophia's statement is, considering uh, Betty White's the only one of the original gold girls that's still alive. Uh, but then again, uh, she is an old Sicilian lady. Right. Thank you, dead Sophia. <laughs> hey, don't thank me. Thank the Miami Hero. It's your horoscope. I stand corrected. The doctor then enters with a casual air about him and he says... Good morning, ladies. I hope you don't mind, Doctor. These are my friends. And the doctor's all like, Why would I mind if those are your friends? If their hearts are true and they bring you big gifts, then what do I care? <laughs> Actually, he doesn't say that, but anyways, he says, Your test results were fine, Mrs. Blonette. And everyone breathes a sigh of enthusiastic relief, especially Dorothy. Oh, that's great! Well, sure, that's great for you, Dorothy, but what about me? Rose! Rose, you used my name on the form, you remember? Oh, right! 
Well, then I'm fine, too. Yeah? I'm fine. Oh, thank you, God. Oh, I wish you could have told me that on the phone. The last couple hours of waiting have been the hardest. And the doctor is all like, I know, but even... Oh, wait. <laughs> 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 all right, well, anyways, and the doctors are like, I know, but even those who get negative results often need more counseling. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching, and I'm thinking, like, plus, we want to make sure you don't sue us, because, I mean, you screwed up pretty bad. We almost gave you AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel wonderful. I feel great. Good, so you're not going to sue us. Of course not. <laughs> well, evidently you had all the emotional support you needed. <laughs> they truly have been down the road. Back again. <laughs> I know what you've been through, and I'm really very happy. Things turned out well for you. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you for being there for me. And thank you for making me believe that you'd always be there for me, no matter what happens. I'm not even going to say anything here, but do you remember the things? I bet you'd like to go home right now and get some rest. No! I feel like I have been living for the past three days. I want to go with you to the fundraiser. Great. It's going to be a success. You know, Mom must have stuffed and mailed over 500 on. As they all file out of the room and I begin to ruminate on the timeline of this episode, Sophia lingers for a moment and looks into the camera as if to deliver a poignant message. Suddenly her look goes sour and confused. Stuffed! Oh, senility, what a gag. <laughs> That's the show. Thanks for joining us for another very special episode. Please join us next time as we bring you another stage reading of an old sitcom yet to be determined. I will say, honest and serious note, we joke about the content of... Okay, we're joking about the episode. We're not necessarily trying to make light of the thing that the episode is trying to talk about. So, like... Obviously, the wetlands is an important thing. You should take care of your gallbladder, and like AIDS is like a big deal, and like you should donate to causes that go towards preventing it and educating people about it. Uh, but this is a comedy show, so like we don't concern ourselves with it so much because other people do it much better than us. So don't write me any letters. All right. Anyways. Or emails. Don't send me any fucking telegrams. Right? <laughs> Can I leave a message at your dial joke line? Yeah, you could. If, if you, yeah, that's a good point. If you have a problem, call my dial joke line and leave me a message there. Thanks for your support, guys. Uh, Facebook, all that crap. I'm done. Melissa LaMartina as Dorothy. 
Thanks.